0: In my underwear. Oh my god! What is this? What? Ow! What is this? What are we doing? We're doing a TryGames.net podcast. Holy shit! Holy shit! It's been four months. Oh my god! That's just crazy. Life has taken over. I don't I don't count the solo update as a podcast although it shows up on the feed as an episode um now I have to look at the site to see what episode this is <laughs> This is 80
1: no no this is episode 244
0: 244 yeah eight, 244 this is July 6th after America Day Quite a few things have happened in the last 4 months for instance our Twitter feed went down I don't know how to fix it on the website uh it's not it's it's not updating our Twitter feeds. Mm-hmm. It says no tweets found for you, me, or any of the friends at the site. I don't know how to fix that, too bad. Oh, um yeah, wordpress. Seriously. <laughs> um E three happened last month. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, we never got to talk about it, so we're gonna talk about that. And then we played some game. Yeah, we tried to play some games here and there. Some, games, some somewhere in between we
1: played some games. Some
0: video games. Some people played. finished them,
1: some people didn't finish them.
0: With the Nintendo buttons and the cross pad. Their patent ran out by the way. I heard which is why the Xbox uh one's D-pad doesn't suck. Um but anyway, oh what you been playing? It's been a while. What you been playing besides Mega Man 2 which we couldn't beat? Oh god. I don't want to talk about that.
1: (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Well, I played through uh, a game. Damn, now I got to pull up the backlog because, I mean, it hasn't been that long, but I really (laughs) don't remember what I played through, which really sucks. But um, I know I finished Golden Sun Dark Dawn, which was meh. It was okay. meh. It just wasn't as interesting to me as the original two Golden Suns were. It seemed extremely, like, boring, and it didn't really end, like, very interestingly,
0: if you want to put it that way. So it was most, mostly on the story end that it was kind of meh? Yeah, because it basically it was like, okay, you play as the, the children
1: of the original four people, and uh, because of the Golden Sun event, the world has completely changed, and... <sighs> Uh, at first it's like you know the regular old hokey we're we're chilling and uh the the son of the fire element guy who of course you know the fire element people are always like uh very petuous is very impulsive so they have this like flying machine and he's flying the flying machine without permission and he breaks it and then that starts you on your journey to find the rock feather which is the piece that's needed to recreate the flying machine and so I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna go and find this this feather, and I'm gonna eventually be able to fly around the world. No, nope, <laughs> no. It, it's a part of the game, and you you basically have you wind up getting an item that you technically never use in the game, and uh, you, you you walk around and you do stuff, you basically like solve problems, and, and you're you're going on your first adventure, yay! Oh. And then shit starts to happen and uh you you wind up encountering these weird people who i thought it would have been really cool if it was like you know really throwback to the first golden sun but there's only like one throwback to golden sun in 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 the enemies and i was like uh i don't really remember this guy but i kind of do so it wasn't all too like when he was finally revealed i was like oh shit so i don't know then uh Are you I, talking about like boss characters or what? No, no, main like the antagonists. Oh, okay. And um then it's it you know, the game was very uh it it set itself up for a sequel, which was good and bad, because like if the game was good I'd be like, Oh I can't wait were, Right. like how and Golden you're Sun like, eh. and Golden Sun two was and I was just like, Okay, well you know, no, given thank that thank you given that this game came out like what? probably three years ago or something like that and it was on ds now we have 3ds uh i I don't really see you know because you know what they would do they would allow you to transfer your save but yeah i don't see how that's happening in this particular scenario but um, i mean i guess it could be some kind of wireless function or something but you know that the way the last boss went it seemed like it was just like a super boss but um they they made it sound like it could have been a last boss and I was like, Is this the last boss? And I it was the only time I actually died in the game, it was like against this boss because I wasn't really mm-hmm. prepared for what he was doing because he had like three turns or whatever. But Ugh Um and he was super oh, strong. Japan. Like it, it was ridiculous. And so um then I, I played it again and I was like, Okay, You're you still know it's
0: Camelot, what? right? Yeah, it's Camelot. Okay.
1: Um so then I went back into it and I beat him and I was like, Oh, it's the end of the game? Okay. And I was happy to finish it but you know it was like 30 hours. Um I don't know if I had talked about these games I finished. You said we haven't recorded in 4 months, which means it hasn't been since like March. Yeah. So I beat- That's what we, <laughs> did
0: our, well, we did our we did our Jamestown,
1: Jamestowning. Ah, uh, so I probably was playing I was in the middle of Miles Edgeworth. I finished that in April. And then I played through Radiant Historia, finished that in May. And I finished Golden Sun in June. Um and Raiding Historia is a really good game. Uh, I 100% of it, and it's it's very fun to play in terms of using two timelines to affect each other. Uh, you love that time travel. I love that time travel, and it, it's a it's a different take on time travel too. It's not like how like Chrono Trigger. You have like um, different periods that you go in, and what you do in certain periods may have effects on other periods, and, and then some just don't but right. in this it's like essentially it's everything is based on a, a decision you make a decision and it splits into two different uh timelines and things strangely according you know to the magic of the white chronicle just the book that you get that allows you to do this time traveling mm-hmm. uh you're uh, you're able to make changes in one timeline that affect like people's thoughts um and uh the, the the out the, just the over the effect of the world like if you blow something up in one timeline it'll be blown up in the other timeline mysteriously or if you talk to somebody um if, if you talk to somebody and you can kind of like change the way they feel about something and then you go on the other timeline and at first like they wouldn't help you or they would hate you or they would kill you and then uh if you were to just keep going down that timeline you would go to a bad ending and then they return you to the nexus where you be able to tra- time travel again. Oh, wow. So then when you... Uh, yeah, the way the timelines work is that basically you have all these choices that you can make and if you make the wrong choice, you basically end up uh, destroying the world. The world... Um, the whole point is that the world becomes a desert and everybody dies and you find out why that happens and then your whole quest is to prevent it. So then and, you and find... They don't,
0: mm. And they don't, like, say, oh, here's the bad ending. Yeah, they Reload do. Reload I mean, your save. No, no, but I'm saying... Here's the bad ending. Reload your save? Question mark. You're like, this is the bad ending. Let's take you back to where you could fix that. Yeah, basically, what happens is like that's it, cool. That's it, it's really like cool.
1: it it tells you in text, or or most of the time it's in text, but sometimes it's because it's like a short ending. Like, oh, because you said this, this mm-hmm. person did that, and then that this happened, this happened, and the world turned to a desert, and then you go mm-hmm. back to the to the um, historia, which is that's the nexus of everything. It's a historia, and then they tell you, well, you know. I thought you would have, you know, I thought that that was a good idea, but it turned out to be a bad idea because these two people that guide you
0: and they go, well, So it's like choose your you own adventure back. and, and you're, and you're putting your finger on the page that has the critical decision. Exactly. And and, most, and all the
1: time you can kind of tell that, oh, this is going to be one of those points because the main character stop, he says, um, oh, um, I, you know, this, this seems to be very important. I think I should think carefully about this. And then they give you two choices or three choices. Okay. Um, yeah. And it's really cool, like that. And then you know you can go basically like there are certain points in time where you you'll talk to somebody, and you'll uh, impact their life in that timeline. And when mm-hmm. you impact their life in that timeline, it allows you to proceed in the
0: alternate timeline or whatever the other timeline is that you're not in. Because Th- this hmm? this really sounds sorry to interrupt, but this yeah. really sounds like what you'd get if Chrono Trigger and like what 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 we would want out of a Chrono Trigger sequel. In terms of Chrono Trigger was time, Chrono Cross was was two inflection points. Oh, it was an inflection point that split off into two timelines. Which and is kinda like back and forth. Historia. Right. But like oh wait, so but you're still able to travel through time in Historia. Yeah, regularly. but it's based on um
1: it's it's all based on plot points. So you okay. can actually theoretically <laughs> you it, it, since I finished the game, I could theoretically go to the beginning of the game choose a decision, and play straight through that, that uh, timeline now. Okay. Whereas, like, you know, if I was in the middle of the game, I would probably get to a point where, oh, I can't progress anymore until I do something in the other timeline that breaks the barrier in this particular plot point. Gotcha. Um, and and that, that's what I liked about it. Like, basically, in order to end the game, you had to go through both timelines and complete them both. And then there was a central ending at the end uh and then you had to do things there were certain you know uh people you had to talk to certain decisions you had to make and they would show different endings and then once you actually satisfied all of the events you would get the true ending and the true ending was really cool Uh, so i guess i guess
0: i know what game is next on my roster now it's
1: it's a very cool game and i spent like 40 something hours it it wasn't really that long okay that's good (laughs) Persona yeah. fucking three. Yeah. Currently, I'm, I'm now I'm playing oh Persona Two: Innocent Sin, and I think I'm like twelve, eleven, twelve hours uh, of play time. And it, it, the thing about Persona and Persona Two is just weird. Like the the atmosphere of uh, you know you're a high school student, and weird stuff starts happening. In, Gee, um, a Japanese game in which you're a high school student. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, they, are
0: they all gonna save the world too? Oh wait, probably. Well, yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> but but the thing about it is that it's not. Uh, how how do I explain it? The way the story works is weird to me because I feel like it's so unorthodox compared to all the other RPGs that I'm playing mm. that um, I basically like don't really know where I am. I don't really know what's going on in the story specifically. Uh, so, for example, in Persona 2, it, the way the game works is that um, this curse, quote-unquote, uh, uh, falls over the, the this area of Japan that, that you live in, which is the same thing that happens in the first Persona. Uh, you live in your life regularly, and then some curse happens, and demons start appearing out of, out of nowhere, and you get into a situation where you're in trouble, and this Persona comes out of you, and you are able to fight with Personas, and... Uh, that's just the abridged version. But um I thought you said that was a British version of what? <laughs> no. Abridged. The British version. And so uh in Persona Two, the the whole the whole like idea around the game is that uh rumors circulate around the high schools and there's this kind of like thing that goes on where if a rumor is spread around enough it will become true. And so this is how you're able to kind of progress in the game. You spread rumors about like the weapon shops. Like it basically well, like Oh, you spread the rumors. Well, people do it too. They, that's where the plot comes from. Uh like for okay. example, uh this one guy was spreading rumors that he was the the leader of this gang where one of your um one of your party members is supposed to be the boss, the leader of the gangs. But this other mm-hmm. guy started spreading rumor that he was. So, all of a sudden, people started talking to you like, dude, this guy's the leader. Who are you? And you had to go and show him who was boss. <laughs> and then he like apologized profusely, and uh, then you basically became the boss again, and everybody started talking about you. And now I'm at a point in the game where uh, everybody's spreading these rumors about the, this girl group. And it's these two girls, but the third group member is a mysterious person. And it turns out that it's one of your party members. And she's like, "What oh. the hell? <laughs> why?" And, and it seems like it's like the the, the main ad- adversary in the game is like this guy called Joker, and it seems like he's doing these things to kind of get at the party members. He's spreading these rumors to involve them, but you don't understand why. Why? And then, well, you'll I, find out at you'll the find out, hour yeah. mark. Yeah, and then <laughs> fifty hours in, essentially. But uh, essentially, what's going on is like uh, the people have desires in life naturally, and there's this group of people who's kind of, like, sucking the desires out of people. I thought you were going in another direction. <laughs> that. I was like, um,
0: I'm not so sure about this game.
1: No, no, they, they basically, it's what they're called the mask Circle, and they wear these masks, and they tell, they, they tell everybody in, like, the schools to wear masks for whatever stupid reason. Like, oh, there's a masquerade ball, you have to wear a mask, and all this other stuff. So, oh, then they have the, all Japan. the people gather and wear masks, and they absorb the people's desires from the masks and turn them into what's called Shadow Men. Whereas it's just people who have no desires and they they are kind of devoid of life. They don't want to do anything, and that's like the oh, why are they doing this? This, this all sounds so familiar, and it's weird. Like this, this is so not really what an RPG a standard. You know, like fantasy RPG, or there's some guy who's like trying it's, to. Take it's it's darker. World, like,
0: it's 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 a, it's a lot darker and more like. It's not just darker there's 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 another word I'm looking for it's it, it's more fucked up. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it th- that's the only way I can put it. <laughs> and you know, and then all you know throughout the entire game like you're running around fighting demons and talking to them trying to get tarot cards where like in the first persona it was weird. You had to take um particular um like demons would give you something. I don't remember what it was, but they give you something. And in order to make personas you had to combine certain demons that were compatible but yep. now they made it easier where uh each demon has a particular uh arcana and it give you a certain num- number of tarot cards and all you need is a certain number of tarot cards to summon a persona so you just have to essentially talk to the to the specific demons of specific arcana and get them to be eager so they give you tarot cards which I like that. Oh, cause... so
0: they so so Persona Two still has the talking mechanic. Okay, so so let me interject here for like mm-hmm. thirty seconds. Um, I think I think for all Shin Megami Tensei games, it, it, not all of them, but like at least at the beginning of all the series, because there's Shin Megami Tensei, there's Persona, there's you know different yeah, there's games, all the different the different digital different devil families saga. within the umbrella. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking to a demon is a is a key part of the gameplay where you're like. You encounter a demon, you talk to him or her to get something good out of it, and sometimes they'll be like "fuck you" and fight you, and sometimes they'll be like "eh," and they'll like run away. Yeah, it depends on what their nature is, their mood. Yeah, um, and and so that that continues in this Persona in terms of you getting tarot cards.
1: Yeah, because um, I'm pretty sure in Persona Three is the same kind of situation where they have nope. four different moods.
0: No. They're they're there's they they got rid of that's the thing about Persona Three is they got rid of talking. Oh, they got uh, they rid of got talking. They got rid of demons. that. It's it's all about like I'll go into that when when, when I talk, talk about, about that about game, okay. Actually, yeah, yeah. Um, but basically in Persona and
1: Persona Two, you you have happy, angry, scared, and eager. And when you talk to the demons, you have Live journal. They have different um things like each character has a different thing that they do, and whatever they do has a different impact on the demon, and it can make them either one of the four emotions or two at once mm-hmm. and what you want is you want them to be either in, in persona 2 there's this thing where if you make them happy they make a pact with you and then when they yeah. make a pact with you if you make them happy again they'll give you an item or money or information uh if they have it and if you make them happy and you have a pack and you make them eager afterward they not only give you the tarot cards that they normally give you, they give you free tarot cards, which are mm. blank cards that you can forge into any of the cards that you need. And that's like a, a key to making, because I think there's some uh, some of the arcana aren't found, so you have to make them with you the have free to, cards. Yeah. Uh, so the, the whole thing is like, you know, there are certain enemies that just are a bitch to deal with every time you say something or do something try and impress them or be nice to them they're just angry angry like, angry that, angry
0: that's the all that's all the mockery you're gonna give me fuck you
1: yeah and and then you they wind ungrateful up ungrateful son of a bitch they wind up attacking you or if you make them angry and eager at the same time they become berserk uh <sighs> you, know, you make them scared and happy they're charmed i think and if you make oh, them, that's weird eager and scared they run away but they give you something before they run away and if you make them anger angry and scared at the same time they just run away um and so you kind of use that to your advantage like you know the whole thing was like oh you use this to kind of um if if you run into an enemy that can kill you like for example um, there's these elements where uh light and dark usually have instant kill attacks and if you're weak to one of them you will just die instantly and so near the end of the game, I'm pretty sure that they're going to have, like, enemies that do, like, all dark instant kill. And whoever's weak to that is just going to die. So what you want to do is probably, like, talk to them and try and get them to run away or give you something. Is this still called Mudo? Yes, Mudo. Okay. And then the light one is Hama. Uh, and then they have the, the I think, uh, shoot, I don't remember what the group one was called. It's, like, Mudo something. Mood, mood, uh,
0: Mamudo. Mamudo, Yes. And then that that one. God was a damn! Pain why in the can't they just the say like one. death or holy or something and be like normal? Yeah, I, I guess. I it, guess it wouldn't be interesting if they did that. I guess, but it makes it so difficult.
1: Like when you yeah. don't really understand like a lot of the the status healing spells uh, unle- until you actually get it and you go, "Oh, Koro Mudi does this, or Post does that." Matakaru um, Jaja Kaja. Yeah, and like, I'm what like, f- what? I, it, it, uh, and it makes it hard to use the cards that allow you to give the abilities to persona because I'm like, oh, I don't want to use this because I don't know what it does and I don't want to waste right. it on a persona. <laughs> this is crazy. But um, to finish up, I have also been playing Castlevania Lords of Shadow, which I talked about before. I'm on chapter What's nine. What's the of subtitle 12. to that subtitle? It's Lords of Shadow. There's no subtitle to the subtitle.
0: Oh, the Xbox
1: one. The the no 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 the 3ds one is Lords of Shadow Mirror of Fate.
0: That's that's what I was Yeah, that's the
1: sequel or something. Yeah. But um I'm on chapter nine of twelve. I should hopefully be finished with that in a couple of weeks if I can actually play it. Um uh, and I've been playing Crashmo on three D S. Uh is crazy. It's weird because of the uh the things that they're throwing at me now. I'm only in the you second. You
0: can rotate the playing field.
1: I'm only in the second step, uh, second s- set of challenges, and a good thing is there's only a hundred puzzles in the base set. But I'm pretty sure that like they're they're tough. Like they give you these blocks that just float in the air, and you have to use those blocks to like you you put other blocks on top of them so that they stay suspended, and then you have to move other blocks to position them so that you can. Slot them in, and then climb up and get you. You get birds in this game, and um, I don't know. I'm on two seven, and it, it, it's kind of tough. And Jesus, I'm on Jesus. challenge S four and push mode, which I I don't even think I'm gonna be able to get through that. Which right Which now. one is that
0: one? It's like uh,
1: it's the in the last set. It's the fourth challenge in the very last set of puzzles.
0: I don't know what the puzzle no, but I mean, what's the oh what I, I was gonna say what the what the um what do you call it? I'll open it up and find out myself. Okay. I am on Raccoon Mario, and that thing is kicking my ass. Raccoon I'm also Mar- eating some beef jerky, so pardon my chewing. Oh, I thought you finished it. Mm-mm. I'm not smart. <laughs>
1: oh, boy. So,
0: let's see. Booting up the 3DS. Well,
1: um, while you're booting it up and everything, what are you playing? No? No, you're not playing anything. Sorry, playing I just
0: want to hear the music. <laughs> well, I was, and then Raccoon Mario stumped me. So, Push Raccoon card. or Tanuki?
1: Raccoon. Okay,
0: because I feel like um. No, no, I beat Raccoon Mario. What's stumping me is is Boo. Wait, I you... what what set of puzzles are you on? This is Bonus Nintendo Murals.
1: Oh, bonus! They have bonus. Oh gosh.
0: Oh, you're on the special cha- Oh, I'm on challenges. Challenge S four. Oh, you're on the one with like the 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 freaking concentric squares. Yes. Oh god, I, I'll be honest with you. Like the ones that I got stuck on, I game facts my way through it. Ah. Uh. Because at some point, it's like they don't let you advance and try out other puzzles. So it's like, really? Well, I, I g- thought you gets- could just skip them. Uh, on this one, on the, um, on I'm sorry, on the Nintendo murals, you can't. Oh, okay. There's a Nintendo mural, and, like, I'm like, look, if, if I'm gonna get stuck, I want to see what else is out there, and if I'm gonna get stuck, then, that's, that's mean. But, so, to, uh, to to launch from, launch off of what you were talking about, Persona 2, um, I beat Persona 3 Portable, that shit was, uh, 76? Jeez. 76 and a uh, 76 some odd hours. Um, and I think I beat it on the bus. <laughs> so I was like motion sick when I beat it. But, ah, oh, that sucks. Um, has it seems... okay? So based on your description of Persona 2, it's done quite a bit to ease up, like just, just, just ease up on folks. It um, has, there's no more talking, right? There is no, uh, they're no tarot cards, um, in terms of like oh you need a tarot card to create a demon or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It's literally just if you if you perform particularly well in a battle, they present you with what is called shuffle time, it's so Japanese, um, <laughs> and they give you anywhere between two and seven. So okay, so there are tarot cards in the game, but it's not the same concept. They give you between two and seven tarot cards. Um, and they're like, okay, here's some shit. Now we're going to shuffle it like, like three-card Monty. And it basically you wind up getting one of them? Yeah. You, you shuffle it. They shuffle it in all sorts of different ways. Like sometimes it's a three-card Monty. Sometimes it just whirls around in a circle and you just have to pick the right one. Regardless, that is how you get your own new Persona Demons. Okay. Is, by, is when they give you shuffle time some some of the cards are going to have demons on them some of them are going to have enhanced experience which gives you you know more experience points at the end of the battle some of them have like heal so after the battle you get your hit points healed and some of them are just blank so you pick that and you're sh- you 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 lose um, mm-hmm. so that's how you get the presu- that's that's all it is that's there's just no no negotiation no moods no nothing just Hey, look, a tarot card. I hope I do pick this one the right way. And, like, it's easy to get it right. Because, like, it doesn't go so fast where you'll, like, you know, lose track of it. If you can do the stupid shell game in Mortal Kombat, you could do this. You know. I don't even remember. <laughs> uh, test your sight. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I, uh Is that... And, it, like, mm, huh? Nothing. <laughs> but, test um, your sight. Test your sight. You chose wisely. Um That's all that's all you do to get demons. And then um you have and, and tell me if this is Persona 2, you have a demon or or Persona Compendium and Register in in um in Persona three. And the same they had the same thing in um Devil Survivor Overclocked. Where mm-hmm. you have up to X amount of Persona. Um at least in Persona three you are limited in the quantity that you can have. I can't remember if you are limited in Devil Survivor overclock, but regardless, you let's say you have up to ten, mm-hmm. and you see a new one that you really want. Like you know, shit, well now I gotta give up one of mine. What if I wanted to ever have this specific persona that I'm gonna give up in the future? Well, the way you guard against that is. You go to um you go to this place where like some weird dude with bug eyes is like teaching you about what persona are. Yeah, Igor. Igor, yes. And his assistant Elizabeth. It's Elizabeth in this game, it's probably something else in in four or something. Uh is it the opera singing lady? She doesn't sing opera as far as I know. But the music in the background of that special place is some lady singing opera. And I'm not going to reproduce it's it here. It's probably because... the
1: same song that they have in the first two. Um... And is somebody, like, playing piano in the Velvet Room still?
0: do 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 Yeah. Yeah, it's a Velvet Room. That's what it is. That's what mm-hmm. it's called. Um, and there's piano, and there's opera, and wine, and cheese, and it's weird. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so she gives you the compendium and the registry and – when you go and register your persona, that means that every persona that you currently have equipped are saved for perpetuity. Hmm. So if I've got a uh, – give me a persona name. What? I said give me a persona name. I can't think of one. Uh, the... Volcanus. If I've got him or her or it and I got him or her through like uh, a fusion – is there fusion in two? Yeah, there is, right? Not in two. Fusion oh. was in one. That, that's how you created
1: them. Uh, right. But now it's just you just give like 100 tarot cards and it
0: comes out. Gotcha. Um, in this one, Fusion's back. So if I fuse the Volcanus, right? And, and the way that I fused him ended up giving him like a skill that Volcanus usually doesn't have. I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. that's valuable. If I register him. Or at least register my entire party persona that gets recorded into like the annals of persona history. <laughs> so in the future, whenever I want to call Volcanus up, that Volcanus will come up. Nice. Of course, if you make a different Volcanus and accidentally register that one, you overwrite the first one. So you got right. you got to make a choice there. But regardless, it allows you to you know not lose your persona outright when you decide to you know in the future say okay this one's the weakest link for the moment. I want to see what this new persona is about. I if question. I don't like this new persona, I can register it and I can pull up Volcanus later. Question. Answer.
1: In uh, Persona Three, are you able to uh, return Persona to the Ether and get like an item, which is a memento of your experience together?
0: No. Um, what they what happens now is if you if you release Persona, they just go. They're just like bitch, please, and they leave. Um, oh, okay. But. Sometimes when you fuse together a persona, sometimes Igor will say, "Huh, it looks like he's holding something."
1: And oh, that's that's kind of like the the item, the, the right. item that you get.
0: And you get the item. I don't know what the I don't know what the game mechanics are behind. I'm sure there's a fact out there, uh, and anybody who knows this game like the back of their hand, oh, you're wrong. Blah blah blah. Fine, I'm wrong. I don't I don't because I don't know. But there's like a little heart icon that appears on that persona status screen. And, like, the more filled it gets, um, the closer you are to receiving that item from the Persona. And I believe that it's, it's dependent on how often you are using that Persona. I could be wrong. Um, uh-huh. Either way, there's something that triggers that Persona to give you that item. But you, you he doesn't go away he just gives you the item and he's still part of your ensemble until you release him. So I guess I guess the releasing of the persona and the giving of the item are separate things. They're they're not tied together e- anymore. They will also give you uh spell cards. So if one persona has like um Agilao, like the the str- the medium fire damage spell, mm-hmm. um, after he reaches a certain level, like level 35 or something, he will give you a card so that you can give Agilau to another persona. Um while that, per- while the original one still has it, so that's how you kind of can customize and build up your different persona, um, either by fusion or or not. Like even if you just have a bunch of regular persona and you never fuse, you could still give them like strange abilities. Like you could give a Jack Frost the fire spell just by giving him that spell card, if you get right. it. Right, that's else. that's that's how it works in two as well. Okay, okay. So there's so that's still there, and then the fusion also allows you to say. I'm going to make these two percent have sex, and the baby is going to have all the abilities that it normally would have had if I discovered it, but also some of the abilities from the parents. Um, The way that – to me, at least from what I remember, the way that it's different from Devil Survivor Overclocked is that in Devil Survivor Overclocked, I believe you could pick at least one ability to, to give. And in this one, I think it's completely just up to the computer. Like they decide what the baby gets. Um, yeah, that sounds a lot like the first persona. How that works? Huh. Okay. Um, there's a there's a there's a thing in the battle system called the press turn system where you you talked about weaknesses and mudo. Um, in this one, if so, if if I hit an enemy that's weak to mudo, I I and I and I don't miss if I hit successfully. I that character will get a second turn. Hmm. And if let's say there are three enemies weak to mudo. Out of, Three out of four enemies in this battle weak to Mudo. I I can theoretically, with one character, cast Mudo three times to take down each one of those enemies weak to Mudo. And I'll have the final turn to try to cast a spell that the the remaining enemies weak against. Lightning, for example. So I'll cast Zeo. Mm-hmm. I knock that guy down. Because, because that guy's knocked down and everyone else is dead... You are now given the opportunity to perform an all-out attack, which is what one of the characters literally calls it. She's like, here's our chance for an all-out attack. I'm like, you, really? You, you couldn't localize that any better? Um, and then you press the button, and they all dogpile on the enemy, and they deal like, like much more damage than normal. Um, so that's kind of the key to succeeding in battle is you find out what the enemy's weaknesses are, and you try to knock them all down. Either knock them all down or kill them outright, but most of the time you're only going to be able to knock them down. Uh, right. And then when they're all knocked down, it's like here's your chance for an all-out attack, blah. And then you go and then you, you know you you hit them all, and and theoretically you're supposed to be able to kill them without them ever getting a hit on you, hmm. um, which which usually leads to shuffle time. Um, the disadvantage shuffle obviously time. shuffle time. The, the disadvantage obviously is that they can do similar things to you. They can't they can't all out attack you but they can be like oh this guy is weak against lightning so i'm going to knock him down and then i'm going to knock the girl down with wind and then i'm going to knock your main character down with whatever he's weak against and like basically they're all knocked down and they lose their turns cool. because they they have been able to do the same thing to you so it's like it's not like oh you, you it's it's unfairly balanced in your favor like no they they can mess you up too um and of course you, you mentioned some bosses uh, and I think one boss in Golden Sun taking three turns, like, there's, they're se- I think the last boss takes three, or two, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, usually they, what they do
1: with, um, I think the final boss in the first Persona took two turns, but the yeah. final boss in Persona was, like, I mean, granted, I kind of, um, mis- not mistakenly, but I had read, like, a, a tip on how to beat that boss, Mm. Because that boss was just ridiculously weird. It was like the first one was completely susceptible to physical, and then the second one was only susceptible to, like, one spell. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't remember it exactly, but... Um, it's like Bubble Man and, and Dr.
0: Wily. Yeah, pretty much. <sighs> and um, that, was just, that was just weird. Was just so just so just... Persona 3, and I don't know if 2 is this way, but Persona 3 is basically a dating sim dungeon crawl. Yeah, it's not like uh, the Persona 3 is the only one that's a dating sim dungeon
1: crawl. This one is just a, a, a it's not a dungeon crawl, but it's a dungeon crawl. What about 4? Four? 4, I don't know. 4 is just like something completely different. It's a 100-hour game.
0: <laughs> cuz you know, cuz I have I have four gold, golden for for uh, for for, for, Vita, for Vita for Vita, So I'm like, if that one's another dungeon crawl, I don't know that I will really... Like, I was about to go straight from 3 into 4. Like, that was my intent, was Mm -hmm. to beat Persona 3... When I first started Persona 3, okay? Was to beat Persona 3 and roll right into Golden. And after having beaten Persona 3, really liked the game, but I really liked it despite the fact that it's a dungeon crawl. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, honestly, if I have to do another 70 hours of that again... I'm not going to do that anytime in the next couple months because I I can't stomach that.
1: And yeah, you you probably want to wait. Like, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna play Persona Two: Innocent Sin, and then I'm gonna go right into Eternal Punishment, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna take a break. Yeah, because it's that, a
0: duology, and that makes sense because those two are basically supposed to be, you know, following one another, like in, in a different yeah. dimension or something, right?
1: No, well, um, Eternal Punishment I think is a prequel, and it involves um, one of the characters that's in your party,
0: Maya. She's got hard on titties. Oh, see, titties. I, I thought, a, I thought, yeah, I thought that was, I thought it, it was a. From what I read, it was like an alternate. Not an I,
1: I don't ul- remember kind of if it was a prequel. It could be
0: an alternate time because basically, I think it has something to do
1: with video games. I don't games. know specifically, but <laughs> um, I'm noticing now, like Maya, she's she has these feelings like shitties seen these things before or something. Yeah, Yeah. and she's like, I don't really understand, but it feels familiar to me. And I think that that's probably what Eternal Punishment is dealing with. But like I said, I won't know until I play it because I'm not really going to look at it and any
0: information on it. Right. Um, So that was Persona 3. I mean, like, let me not reduce it to dungeon crawl dating. So what I mean by that is, is like, it's not like, oh, we're going to go from point A to point B to point C. It's just like, oh, here's a tower climb the whole thing that's the way p3 is yep and i'm just like p2 is going place to place to place place." yeah but i don't want to fucking climb this thing it's like when you're outside of the tower you have to deal with school and like you have to listen to reams and reams of dialogue because the teacher is going to call on you to answer questions and i'm just like i don't want to play a game about school when i graduated from school 10 years ago and i was (laughs) done with it 10 years ago like i don't want to fucking do this um, but you have to because it increases your charm and academics uh, stats. And, like, you, the only way to date certain people in your team is to get your charm or courage or – what's the third one? I already said it. Academics. Charm, courage, and academics to max. That's the only way you can start dating them. Uh, and so you kind of have to do that. And the only reason why you date them is because, like, the closer relationships you have with the people around you, the more um, – the more experience points, experience bonus points you're going to gain for the persona that you fuse in a certain arcana. Yeah. So one one girl in your party's arcana is lovers, right? And yeah. so if you get a good relationship with her, you, you you have up to 10 levels of relationship with every character that you can have a relationship with. If you max that relationship up to 10, which means you basically had sex at some point, like they, they make no bones about it. Well, they kind of do, but they don't. Like, mm-hmm. they say you spent a special evening together, and I'm like, gee, I wonder what that means. <laughs> um, you, like, the Persona of the Arcana lovers that you fuse from then on get, like, a shitload of bonus experience points. And so you fuse them, and it's just like, it looks like this Persona's about to level up! And it's just like, you, you just see the, the, the experience point score just go up and up and up and up. Level gained, up and up and up. Level gained, new ability. Level up, up, up. Level gained, new ability. And it's just like... It's just like dumping all this powerful shit on you. You're like, ooh, it's like a slot machine. Um, <laughs> but that, sometimes that's the only way to get really powerful Persona, um, especially when you have a level cap, because you can't create Persona that are higher level than your own right. player mm-hmm. level. right? So you can create a level 70 Persona if you're 65 if you have that relationship, because the, the Persona starts out at 65, but then as it gains experience points in the Velvet Room, it just shoots right up to 70. That's, that's how you kind see that. That's different in persona.
1: See, and I, I, that, I understand now why there's a compendium, right? Because in Persona One and Two, persona are of a particular level, and that's oh, it. Oh, they, they they are gain, what they are, and that's it, right? And they gain rank, which allows them to get stats and abilities. But if I want, say, uh, you know, Robin Goodfellow, Robin Goodfellow yeah. is probably like a level twelve persona, and I can only get him. If my character's level 12 and over. Right. And then once I get him, he's just a level 12 persona. And then when I'm finished, when he's ranked out max, because like, when you sh- use them, they gain yeah. rank. And uh, they have 8 ranks. So when they're max rank 8, they don't get any more growth. And they have all the abilities and they have all the stats that they're going to have. Right. Um, you, if, if you have too many, because you can only hold 10 and I think the Velvet Room can only hold 24... Uh, oh, you're going to have to start returning Persona. And then when you return the I Persona, see. you get uh, an item back. And it doesn't matter because you're not going to use that Persona anyway because you're right. going to wind up getting a higher level
0: Persona through right. trading in tarot cards. I see, I see. Okay. Um, so th- I guess that's another way that it made it easier was there, like it, like you don't have a limit of 24 in the developer or you can have as many as you want, but your character can only hold so many at a time. So it's a, it's a, it's a fascinating series. Um... Devil Survivor Overclocked is what's it's what got me into it because I love the fusion of the demons and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. I also appreciated kind of the te- the faux tactical combat, um, I, and, and I think Devil Survivor Overclocked is a better game than than Persona 3 Portable, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are gonna are, are probably gonna prefer Persona 3, but like I, I just feel like I didn't have to deal with like 265 floors of dungeon. <laughs> uh, randomly generated dungeon. You know me. Like, me and Diablo, not so good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and just that whole, like, dungeon. Let, let's go in. Let's come back out. Let's go in. Let's come back out. Let's go in. Let's go. It's just like maybe it's only a presentation thing, and I, I'll totally admit to the fact that maybe it's just presentation. But I just it, – it it's just such a drone to do that to me. And it's, like, because of the battle system, which I really like. And the the, the the dating elements, which, which are fun, you know, that keeps me amused enough to put up with the dungeons, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have the similar thing to Persona 2, where it's just like, oh, something's afflicting the school, and, like, people are coming down with, like, apathy syndrome, which means they don't want to do anything, and they just look up at the sky with gaping mouths like they're, <laughs> you know... Like, they're, like, falling asleep. You know, Mm -hmm. it is the same thing. And I'm sure 4 is going to have something similar. Um, I've also been playing Crimson Shroud. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on that because we're running short on time. And I do want to talk about E3 stuff. But in two minutes, Crimson Shroud is basically, like, the the battle system is, like, turn-based RPGs. But the the kind of... uh, It reminds me a lot of something like Final Fantasy Tactics. Mm. Because all you're doing is tapping from place to place to place and looking at some dialogue or some story expo exposition and then fighting like there's there's no there's no uh exploration either in the oblivion sense or the final fantasy sense and when i say final fantasy i mean final fantasy 6 not 13 um yeah but, it's more it's more of a final fantasy 13 set yeah it's it's it, in fact it's like persona was without the dungeon because in persona 3 portable and maybe this is just because it's the portable part of it they actually streamlined a lot of it you say i want to go to the high school or i want to go to town it's like phoenix right you don't oh, okay. walk around you don't walk around you tap around you oh, just say see, i want to go two, to this place you I walk go that
1: around place. and yeah. it's a lot of it, it makes it, the game seem very big though for persona and persona 2 like persona was uh <clears throat> the dungeons were first person perspective yeah yeah and then they took that out for Persona 2. But you, you run through these areas, and they seem very large. <clears throat> uh, and then you go into, like, rooms where people are talking, and you gotta basically run around the room talk to everybody, and then you leave and you go back in the dungeon. And um, the, the, the battle, I don't know, its just something about Persona 2 where it's like, okay, the, the loading times in between the battle and the map, uh, the loading... The, just the, the it, cut it stretches it out, yeah. Because you, you'll get into a fight and they, they load up audio. Like sometimes the characters talk in like they play audio files of the uh, characters speaking, or yeah. if you do in conversations, sometimes uh, they'll say v- vocally part of the line that's in text. And it just makes it take just a little bit longer for that to go through. When all all I know is, that I know that this is going to make them eager. So let me go eager, eager, eager. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's uh sometimes it just takes a long time, and then I get back into the map. I'm like, where the fuck am I? Oh, yeah. okay, I gotta go this way. And then
0: three steps later, you're back into another fucking place. Yeah, Persona Three is not like that. Persona Three is just like I want to go here and I want to go. There. The the dungeon obviously is you're walking around the dungeon randomly yeah, generated. Yeah. Shoot me. Um, and Crimson Shroud is that first part of just, like, I'm gonna tap on this route. I mean... So, you see the map? It's not just, like, text that says, go to the dungeon! Go to the chapel! It's not just like that. But it might as well be. Mm-hmm. Because you're just tapping on places in the map to go to them. That, that And that's all it is. And every time you enter a room, there's a long thing of exposition and they're telling you the story and they're talking. your characters are talking to each other or you get thrown right into battle. And here's the shitty part. If you want to grind, there, there are rooms that have enemies all the time. So you just go back to that room. Mm-hmm. But to go back to that room, you have to leave that room. And when you leave that room, the dialogue and story exposition that pops up in the other room that you're going back to, you have to sit through it again. Oh, boy. So it's just like... And coupled with that fact that I, I mentioned to you offline about, oh, you have to find this rare drop in order to proceed in one part of the game. Like, imagine if Final Fantasy IV told you that you had to find the rat's tail in order to proceed. And the rat's tail wasn't in a chest somewhere in the tower. It's, it's just it's – just, <laughs> ha- an enemy has to drop it. That's, like, maddening. But anyway, so you have to find this one item. And so I'm, like, going back and forth between two rooms and, like uh, – d- I go into this room, it's a really tough battle, I win the battle, it doesn't drop it. I go back to this other room, and I have to sit through reading, Oh, there's this a treasure chest. The treasure chest is now bound by a magical trap. Lippy can't open it. He shrugs. I guess I can't get one every day. Blah, blah, oh blah, blah, gosh, blah. Oh my gosh, and you have to keep going through every time
1: you go back into that room.
0: Yeah, it, you have to read the, the fucking story again. And it's just like, God, what, what are you guys doing?
1: Um... And there's no way to do multiple
0: fights in the same room. You have to leave the room. You have to leave the room and you have to refresh it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of negative. And in this particular fight, there's more dialogue before. It's like you enter the room, it smells like a catacomb, probably because it smells like dead bodies. Blah 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 blah. Blah 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 blah. You look off into the distance, blah 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 blah. You see the bleached white bones of dead warriors walking around. They're skeletons. You could fight them now, or you could avoid confrontation. And then it gives you an option that says, avoid confrontation, question mark, or fight them. And because, like, I'm so impatient and I'm jamming on the A button, half the time I would choose avoid confrontation. And I'm like, no. No. No, I don't want to avoid it. I want to fight them. So then after I avoid confrontation, I have to leave the room and go back. And th- they're all through that dialogue again. And it's it's just piss-poor design. I'm like, the the battling – and the crafting is simple but really fun. I just want to do that. Just mm-hmm. let me do that. But no, I have to sit here and read all this stuff. But so the battling is everybody has two turns. You can use a skill and an action and then that's your turn. So it's not li- it's not just like Final Fantasy. It's it's a little bit more. So like skills are similar to spells but like they separate them out so that you have certain abilities that you can so you be- you can basically attack twice in a turn. Okay. Or you can attack and you can heal. Mm-hmm. Depending on what skills you have, I'm I not going to go that. Into do, in, too into depth. Um, but that that gives an interesting interplay into like how you manage your battles, and like every spell or skill that you use has an element attached to it. And if you do if if you if you execute actions in a certain order where like elements don't clash with each other, you can build up chain combos. And chain combos give you like six sided die and twelve sided die and twenty sided die, and you can use those die to um, those dice, die, whatever, to... <laughs> those dies. Yeah, to to augment, like, your the damage that you do or the to-hit percentage that you have. So it's pretty cool in that way. Uh, you can get multiple of the same type of weapon, so you can kind of meld them together to get, like, a sword plus one or a sword plus two. So you can kind of, like, build items that way. And there's a new game plus, so all the, equi- the equipment that you have from your first playthrough is in your bag when you start the game again so that you can have even more items to meld. So all that stuff is cool. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind the tap to go to places. It's just the fact that I have to sit through this text and I have to get a rare drop in order to pass through this halfway point in the game. And I have to sit through the text repeatedly if I want to grind, which I usually don't because it's, it's all gear-based. It's not experience-based. Oh,
1: okay. So you usually have the gear to, to
0: yeah to move on. Yeah, and... your, your, your total hit points are determined by the gear that you have et Etc. Et so it's it's interesting in that way. Like, th- there's so many interesting things about the game that just the fact that you're forced to sit through sludge is really irritating. And I don't like that they made it a new game plus instead of just making it kind of a better-paced, longer story overall, but I guess mm-hmm. that's kind of what you get with, what, an $8 game? Yeah. So, you know, it's $8 good. I think this is verbatim. I told you this on IM. It's $8 good. It's Maybe mm-hmm. it's $15 good, but it's just... It's just one that game came out for hire,
1: but I was doing a little research and yeah. uh, looking at a, a review of the game when it came out and there were comments, like how much is it? How much is it? And it was eight seven ninety nine. I'm like, okay, it was yeah. a game that came out and it was like twenty five bucks. I'm like, why is this downloadable game twenty five bucks and it's not a retail?
0: Piece? Yeah, that's weird to me. I don't remember seeing that, but <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it might be I, it's drugs. you have to sit through that bad stuff to really appreciate. And and oh, new game plus gets really hard. Really? Yeah. So if you're at the point where you don't want to read anything, but New Game Plus requires you to start over again because like you're you're dying a lot, mm-hmm. yeah, you're, yeah, you're gonna have to read. Um, what else did I beat? I got a peep moment. <laughs> you got a what? A peat moment. Oh, go ahead. Uh, yesterday I
1: played Torchlight Two with uh-huh. Evelyn. We started it. Oh, and it's really? It's really fucking fun. Yeah. Um, I played an engineer, and she played as a berserker. And um yeah, it it's it's a really well made game and it, it, I think it's better than Diablo and I've only played it for like uh like four hours or something, but we didn't really Diablo get 3? that far. Yeah. Um I think it's more fun than Diablo three and I played through all of Diablo three.
0: Yeah. I don't mind Torchlight Two. I, I think it's decent. Torchlight one was kinda like a I'll play this for for, for playing its sake.
1: Right, I think that Torchlight one would have been a better game if it was multiplayer. Just even oh, if it's just the uh, same dungeon, it's just that yeah, I see,
0: can't really play through it because it's single player. See, it's not the multiplayer to me; it's the it, it's the dungeon thing that I that, that gets to me. That's why, um, mm-hmm. and I stuck with it because of the gem combining and all that stuff. But um, Torchlight, I think I beat a while ago before our our last podcast. So I already said that. Yeah, I believe
1: that. that. I'm, I actually, I think you might have beaten
0: it in between. those oh, maybe. Uh, hey, I, I beat Torchlight. See if you haven't. Yeah. I beat, you beat Tors Light. Tors Light. Um, I beat Max Payne 3. Um, A good Max Payne game. I still prefer 2. Um, I think the enemies are kind of bullet spongy in this one. Um, I didn't really appreciate <laughs> that. And I think everything is, like, so Rockstar, so, like, I'm Max Payne, and I really hate my life, and I'm going to drink myself to to fucking oblivion and I gotta take these painkillers, and I really hate my life and god everything's so terrible and I've got a little beer belly because I'm so depressed and everything's just fucking run down I live in Hoboken now and everything sucks <laughs> oh god and oh I hate my life I just wanna die <laughs> everything oh if, if, just in case you didn't know I really I hate, hate my, my life <laughs> I'm heading into this mission that is it's a suicide mission I'm gonna die just as well as I don't care anymore but instead i, hate I just hate putting my a gun life. to my head yeah have to play this video game and everything sucks. I'm like, you know what? This is the third game. I get it. I know you hate yourself. I know you hate your life. Let me just shoot fools, please. Stop it. Like it's mm-hmm. it, it's 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 laborious kind of to sit through that. But it's not a big deal because again, it's story shit. I can just skip past it. You know, it's just funny. It's comical to me though. Um, but it's still a fun Max fan game. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything notable about it. No, it's just if you want. If cover okay, you have cover system. Big whoop. If you want more max pain, this will not disappoint. Um, It plays well. It looks great. It's 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 a it's a good piece of production. I could give or take it, right? Like I I mean, I I mean, I could take it or leave it. Like if this never if this game never made made it to shelves, I wouldn't care. But because I played it, you know, it was fun. You know, you get this. I think you would get the sim a similar kick out of just going back and playing max to max Payne 2 to be honest with you but it's still like it's still in the God of War sense it's still worth the ride if that makes any sense mm-hmm. um I beat uh I gave up on parasite Eve one and two um parasite Eve one near the end parasite Eve two midway because I I, I couldn't deal with the tank controls um I I did, did we talk about vagrant story that I beat it I think so. On the podcast, I beat Vagrant Story. If, if we didn't, then you, you, you beat... Yeah, I yeah, beat yeah, because we talked about, like, Guildenstern and everything. Yeah. I beat um, Mario Galaxy, like, the bare minimum, kind of. I remember thing. that. Um, and I think that's... I, I think I beat a couple more things, but not... Oh, I rebeat beat Bastion. Um, right. Look I, at you finishing games. Yeah, for once. Uh, there's some Steam stuff that I did finish, and I deleted. Um, but I can't put my finger on it at this time. I started... Oh. Home which is that horror game oh. yeah I, st- I didn't have that. I started dark oh, do Souls. souls um, dark souls, uh, I don't know why what possessed me, and like I'm like hating myself for enjoying it, but I am, I'm like maybe three hours in, um. Mm-hmm. I started uh, Wario Game & Wario which is okay but they've got this like drawing component that I'm like addicted to and I keep on drawing <laughs> silly things for these words that it's it's like it's like draw something except just for an art gallery not competitive or or cooperative right. Oh okay. Um, and uh oh I started Uncharted Golden Abyss. Please get the touchscreen elements out of my Uncharted game. That's all I have to say <laughs> about that. Stop it. The DS prove that If you try to shmush touchscreen stuff into normal games that, like, don't need them, like, oh, tap this enemy to stealth kill him, or tap this ledge to jump over to it, well, you can also press the button. So I'm going to press the button. Why? Like, don't don't, stop that. Like, save that for, like, innovative stuff. Um, That's it. We've got 11 minutes. E3. But we'll take a break first. Okay, we're back! E3, and I also had a peep moment. I started playing New Super Mario Bros. U. Good game. That's about it. But I mean, How is uh, super
1: New Super Mario Bros. U? So did, you, did you get
0: the Luigi U? Not yet. Oh, okay. Um. So it's really pretty to see Mario in HD, and that's about it. Like, honestly... Honestly, there, there's New Super Mario Bros. There's New Super Mario Bros. 2 on 3DS. There's New Super Mario Bros. Wii and now the new Super Mario Brothers, U. And, frankly, pick one and be done with it. Because <laughs> They're all no, the same game. They're all, like, like, I know it sounds cynical, and I know some people who are diehards will be like, no, there's, you know, the way that the level design in, in, in U is just spect- it's just better, it's good. No, they're all great games, but they're all the same. And they all came out within, like, a really, really, like, tight period of time. So stop that, Nintendo like seriously do, do something else like they they should have come out with uh Super Mario 3D World instead of new Super Mario Brothers U and then maybe come that put that out later i i'm just saying like they 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 seem to they 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 like basically farted out three games within like 3 years and it's just like don't annualize it to that point you know mario is a it's a tight franchise it's a very good one don't dilute it it's all, you know so, do I like you? Yes, that's because I didn't bother with the Wii one. Or the oh, 3DS you one.
1: like me? Oh, I, I meant you. Sorry.
0: I don't like you. I like you. you. I like you. I like you. But yeah, like the only reason why I like it is because I didn't bother with the other ones. Like I I played a, a touch of of um new Mario Brothers Wii on on like on my brother-in-law's Wii once when I was like cat sitting for them. And I'm like, all right, this is pretty much the same thing. I don't want to continue playing it because I know that if another one comes out, I'm gonna want to play the newer one, and I don't want to ruin it for myself, you know? Oh, right. I'm like, what's more about we? What? <laughs> well, we played it at Pax, remember? But I, like, I, I have I, it. D- yeah. So I don't want to wear myself thin on it. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to ruin it for myself because I know I will. Mm. Um, but there's that. So okay. Um, wow, seven minutes left. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make an executive decision to just be late to this brunch uh by t- by five minutes um you had a Twitter question uh well as you had a Twitter question ah I will uh I meant you received one yes
1: and I will load that up yes. post taste uh, It's from Eduardo, our faithful listener Who? he says eduardoed Who? Ed-ju. uh he's curious as to how I al I'm handling, uh, showing off games to my son, Isaiah. Uh, he asks if I'm finding it easy to do what we talked about before in regards to introducing games to kids, to our kids, now that one of us actually has one. Uh, and he said any second thoughts to ideas cooked up in regards to that from the time that I didn't have a child? Uh, well, right now, my son is gonna be 19 months, couple of days, And, uh, I exposed him to pretty much, like, his first spectator game in Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch, and, uh, it's funny, because, like, that was a couple weeks ago, and he gets very excited about certain things, like, flourishes, and I I swear this kid is gonna be, like, very musical when he gets older, because he sings along to stuff, and he understands cadences, and he's almost got pitch, and, um... He he gets excited at the title screen because it's such a like an epic flourishing of colors and music. And uh he's, he doesn't really pay a hundred percent attention to like the game in and of itself. He does look at me. At times, and he's like, "You're you're 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 doing this with that controller," and he wants to kind of like touch it sometimes. But oh, okay. uh, most of the time, it's like he's actually watching the game play, and then he kind of goes off to do whatever he does because he's got a very short attention span. Right. Um, he he doesn't really like you know he's he's too young to actually be like playing games, and of course, like I I can't focus on anything because he doesn't stop moving around. So of course. Him actually being exposed truly to games and in, in, in like the history of it and stuff like that is gonna wait probably till he's about three or four, like when he he's a little more your cognizant age, of things. Your age when you started? You yeah, were, right, you like know. I think I started on Atari when I was like four, and you know Nintendo came out when I was five, and I had a December '85. But um, uh, I the only thing I'm hoping, and you know, it's like Evelyn has the cell phone and she's got the the tablet and. He's got a couple of things, a little touchscreen stuff. And I don't want him to be accustomed to the, the, the cheap touchscreen experience. I want him to be able to appreciate it as well as appreciating true classic console gaming. But we'll see right. what happens because he may not even be in the game so he gets older.
0: Perish the thought.
1: Yeah, but I'm, I'm still going to, you know, I'm I'm going to just expose him to it. And he does what he does with it. And if he winds up being a gamer... And then he will get butt weapons from his father every so often in some games. Uh, just like how I did when I used to play against my uncle like football. He'd tear me up and I'd cry. It's gonna happen to him. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean if if he plays games I mean, and he wants to compete against me, I'm I'm gonna have to destroy him sometimes. I mean I might let him win a little bit, but he's gotta learn the hard way. I, I gotta teach him, you know, from get go that things and things do not come to you very easily. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, sure. contrary to his his mother, probably would want to. I can't, I can't teach remember him if opposite. I let
0: the kid win in heavy rain. Uh, I think I beat in, the kid in 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 what like uh, there was like a play was. sword fight or something, and like you oh, can either right. you can either let him defeat you or defeat him, and I think I defeated him. Yeah, like, I let him, I let him, him get a, a couple of hits in, but I'm like, ah, you're not gonna win. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure I, I let the kid win, but then that was before
1: he disappeared. <laughs> 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 Jason.
0: Jason. Um, so um E so three stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Big stuff coming out of E three and we missed it. And like we don't have too much time to talk about. it. I don't think there's much to say though. I'm just curious as to what your what your thoughts are. And for anybody who's been living under a rock, um, go away.
1: Now, mm-hmm.
0: with that out of the way, um X Bone, PS four, three ninety nine versus four ninety nine uh, the complete like 180 reversal of like, yeah, you uh, are gonna have to install discs to your Xbo to your Xbone, and uh, we're gonna have to do a 24 hour check to make sure that you're not pirating our stuff and sharing your games, and and it have to be connected to the internet. To okay, fine, all that stuff is gone.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, at at a quote unquote cost of okay, you can't share games with your family and your the what is it? Something about the system of there, so um, so there
0: was this there was this things. really cool system where you could install your game on your machine and if you are if I was at your house I could log into my profile and start downloading it and then play it right. because I own it and, and I have to be signed into my profile but I I own it and I can I can do that and now now that you can't do that anymore right and I'm just like well why can't you just do that for digital only purchases true. Like, th- that's that's really stupid to me. Like, it's kind of like th- they're being a petulant child. They're like, oh, you don't want this? Fine. We're going to take it away. We're going to take it all away. It's like...
1: <sighs> or it could just be because they just didn't build it like that, which kind of sucks. But That's the way yeah. it works. You know, they built it to, to encompass everything. And since everybody complained about the feature, it's like, well, we can't... We don't have any time because we have to release this thing. Sure, sure. And it's probably already uh, yeah. built. So that
0: sucks. Like, see, here's the thing. I, I, whoops, I just muffled my headset. Um, there is this thing called Paste Bin, which I guess is just like a like a free text, like just dump your thoughts onto it. I, I, I don't know. I've never heard of it before this, okay. but some Microsoft developer or developers were like paste binning and saying stuff like, um, "We wanted to create a a marketplace that was like Steam." Because Steam has all these great sales, and that's the main advantage of PC gaming. And we wanted to get to a point where we could cut out the risks of piracy, uh, cut out like all the overhead costs of publishing, and have a mostly digital future where things are, your, your stuff is protected. But now because we know that it's not going to be pirated, we can offer you better prices. And I'm just like, you're assuming completely that Microsoft is going to be so nice to us to say... Oh, look at that! Our games aren't being pirated anymore. We'll give you a sale on a random game every day of the week for it to be fifteen dollars. Like, really? You think Microsoft is going to do that? Yeah, I I, they don't I don't hardly do that now. I think they just now started giving like free games away,
1: trying to compete with PlayStation Plus.
0: Yeah, free games like Halo Three. <laughs> 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 that everybody already has. I just fucking got the, the Vita version of Virtue's Last Reward last week for free as part of PlayStation Plus and that was like freaking uh, th- that that game is barely a year old. Yep. You're going to tell me that Halo 3 is your free offer? Gr- thanks. You know. And oh, they're they're they they are doing like these crazy sales, but it's like Assassin's Creed 2.
1: Yeah, that's true. The Assassin's Creed 2 is one of those uh Granted
0: games. Assassin's Creed 2 is amazing.
1: But it's still Assassin's Creed 2, like, not Assassin's Creed 3,
0: you know, which just uh, came
1: out last November.
0: It, it's just, it's just that the lineup of games that they have on offer are uh, pale in comparison to what PlayStation Plus offers, offers and Ooh. from a sales perspective, not a free game, but a sale perspective pales in comparison to what Steam does every day of the week. Pretty much. Like, no, you won't be able to find the exact game that you want on sale every day of the week, but they're always rotating games. They're like, oh, guess what? Here's some random shit that you might like. Five dollars. Yep. So, or here's yeah. some other random shit you might like, seventy five cents. Yeah, and and I'm not sitting here saying, oh, Steam is this god, you know, because Steam has some pretty annoying DRM too. Like Steam is DRM, but they they add value for the value that they take away in freedom. You know, it, by all accounts, good old games is better, but they don't mm-hmm. have as many new games, so that's how it balances out. But you sure. know, on the Xbox front, I'm just you know, my whole thing is just like, look, you 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 can't you can't claim to 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 say that you can't claim that oh this is going to be good for you like we know what's good for you we're going to do this and you guys are going to get cheaper games when when we don't know that's the case what you can say is the game sharing feature is an amazing thing only possible by locking down your games fine i i you know i buy into that but and and you tell me if you feel the same way with with your retail games when you know when I buy a Steam game, I know full and well that it's going to be compromised by DRM. And the reason why I'm willing to buy into that is because they are so cheap. They are as cheap. What as What do they you are. mean by compromised by DRM? Compro- uh, compromised in. I-, I only mean compromised in terms of like I don't get to do what I want with it. Okay. Now, I understand. I can. You can't I can never sell it. that game back. I can never lend that game out.
1: Okay, and these are things that you technically want to do.
0: Like, these are things that I don't want to do with these Steam These are games. things that I would want to do if I... It, it, that's why what, that's what I'm saying it's all about expectations. I know that I can't do this stuff with a Steam game. Therefore, I will only buy a Steam game if it's at a ridiculous price. And uh, the see. fact that they often are at a ridiculous price is why my library is so big. That's true, and I, I think that I, I I can't even remember the last time I paid full
1: price for a Steam game. Yeah, like if, uh, you know, over fifteen dollars for a e- Steam. Game.
0: Even if Steam games were like we're ten percent cheaper than the competition, I'd be like, no, no, I'm I, not going to your nine ninety yeah, nine. I am not. No, 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 not if they never if they if they said that they're always ten percent cheaper, but they didn't have crazy sales like this. Oh, I would oh, not be a Steam customer. Yeah, like I don't like Steam because, because it's a fantastic on. service. And, like, oh, like, the community's great. I don't give a fuck about the Steam community. Oh, the community's great, and, like, Gabe Newell is a god. No, I don't think he's a god. I don't think Steam is a god. I just think the prices are. And and that's... Insane. Yeah, and I'm willing to compromise on that because they're giving me a value for that. Now, if I buy a boxed product, I go into that full well-knowing that I should be able to treat it like a product. I understand that, theoretically... The way that we've been purchasing games is we're, we're only purchasing the right to use it, yeah, but I want to sell my right to use it. You can't tell me that I can't do that, but XBone, back in the day when that was still the case, is now telling you that you can't do that. So right. if that's what they want to do, you know that's fine. I just won't be your customer then. And I think that's totally valid. I think the people who were mad about that and made this change. It, th- look, there were some articles on Kotaku and other things saying like, well, you just ruined the greatest feature of the Xbox One. You happy now? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I am. Because I'm not willing to sacrifice that freedom that I have to, you know, realize that maybe I don't want this thing anymore. And maybe I want to recoup some value of it and get rid of it. And hey, you, you don't want us to sell you the game? Make better games. True bottom line make better cha- games or make it cheaper or at least give us the option like like I would buy I would totally buy into that system if they said hey disc based games you could do what you want with but if you want to take your disc based game and share it you can do that but once you do that you become part of that digital ecosystem you have now relinquished your right to sell that game back because you have now installed it, you've now created a license for it to use it digitally and share it across systems. I would totally be fine with that, but the fact they strong armed their, you know, change like this can't happen like instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Like the pe- pe- give people, give us a little bit. Yeah, give us a little bit. Take a little bit. People aren't ready for that yet. Then. I'm not ready for that. Like what? Like what's your if 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 all the consoles going forward did that what like, what would you do? I'm I'm curious as to what you personally would do. I
1: probably would just stick to what I have. I got enough mm. games that I could probably not buy any consoles for the next twenty years and and not be concerned with this is oh, true. New, no new <laughs> games, and and that's crazy because like, you know, there's there's new games coming out this year, and I don't even care. Yeah. Uh, the only game that I think that I've, I'm well, two games that I'm, I want to get are um Shin Megami Tensei Four, and I I. I'm not even sure when I'm going to touch that, but right. it's going to be rare. And um, this Project Cross Zone, which well, it, it's on eShop. Uh, well, and then now there's a couple of games, but they're all like Atlas games. It's Dragon's Crown. I'd like to get just because I, I I like to beat them up. And, right. Uh, Etrian Odyssey, the remake of the first game. Oh, huh. Yeah, it's I did a, not know untold that was a- Oh. Something or other. It's coming out for 3DS, and it, they're what they're doing is they're taking the original e- Etrian Odyssey, they're upgrading the graphics to the engine of EO4, and they're creating a story mode that's more accessible to non-hardcore players. So you can take a preset set of characters and play a story mode that's not as difficult, and it has a plot that you can follow, or you can play the regular EO with new graphics and. Uh, I think they upgraded, like, some of the... Etrian the Odyssey
0: Untold the Millennium Girl, is that it? That's it. Okay.
1: I thought that they were trying to, like, make an expansion to, like, EO4. I'm like, come on, you just came on with yeah. EO4. <laughs> and then I found out it was a remake of the first one. I'm like, oh, I want this now.
0: Because I never played the first one. The first one was, like, brutal to... Oh. It was brutal to the point where like it wouldn't auto draw the map for you and that was like the supposed that was the biggest thing about it, it was like, Oh, you get to draw the map, but like after a while it was like oh, I don't, I don't Right, and now I'm sure that with the EO four upgrade it's not like that anymore. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's just that the difficulty of the enemy still remains yeah. in the hardcore mode. And then there's the okay, well, if you so choose, we made a story for you to
0: follow. Right, and I, I'd probably like that too. Yeah, but yeah, I agree with you. I, I've got way too much of a backlog to care about the new systems for the time being, and I only got the Wii U because it was a joke bid on eBay, mm-hmm. and I and, yeah, and that and bid that <laughs> <won>. <laughs> winning. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, I guess I have it now. I might as well keep it. Um, but like, if anything, I would be more into the new portables because that's really the most time that I have. I'm on the subway a lot, and you know, mm-hmm. that's. Where I play mostly nowadays, and so you know, uh, it, it's kind of sad. I, I don't have the time for for consoles anymore because I'm always on the move. Yep. Now I don't have time for consoles anymore because I'm a dad. Yeah. Although that's some that's some good sharing time for when the when when Isaiah's older. Portables yeah, are harder to share sure now. Well, who are. knows what's gonna happen? Like five years from now, he might want a play PlayStation 4. I'm like,
1: come on, man. Please. Well, no, but but let's let's <laughs> as,
0: okay. But but what I'm saying is, let's assume that like he let's assume that he is into gaming. Like at least oh. with the console, you 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 kind of now automatically have that time built in again. Because instead of, instead of watching him, now you're watching him as you're playing with him. If you played a portable, well, he'd be playing his own thing. You'd be playing your own thing. You wouldn't be able to progress on console. But like if you guys played Nino Kuni together. You'd be able to progress in a console game and put those down and, you know, go on to the next one. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah, yeah, just yeah. a little more time built in for that. But, like, yeah, I, I, I just, I'm just waiting for the day when all of our games are, like, can be played portably. Because I'm at a point where I can't sit down in front of a TV anymore and just do that. So, that's old. We're getting old. It's not fun. Okay. Boo. And yeah. That was depressing. <laughs> like, I'm getting old. Okay. Yeah. It's like, okay, I give up. Yes. Yes. Pretty much. Anyway, um, so we're over by 10 minutes. That's okay because we haven't fed you guys in years or I should say months. I got to go, but hopefully we can pick this up again sometime soon by the time the next consoles launch, <laughs> maybe <laughs> in like five months or four months. Um, check out the site. We did a Let's Play of Mega Man 2. I did one, and then Alan I also recorded one, um, off cam. What do you call it? Not direct feed, but handy cam. I don't know. Um, uh, it's so, just off jammer. screen, like yeah, yeah with the camera, screen, the yeah. the child running around, and us dying a lot more. Yeah, <laughs> because we're, passing the, contro- we're contro- passing the controller back and forth, and couldn't concentrate. Like I-, I feel like if both of us did a Let's Play alone, like we would both get through Mega Man too much quicker, but we're just like, oh, it's my turn now. Okay, um, what do I do again? Um, That's going to go up in the next couple of weeks or so. I just have to stitch it together. Um, So check that out. It's on the site. Um, I may do a weekly Game and Wario art gallery thing to see what the best fat cats are out there.
1: Um, <laughs>
0: that's it. Send your questions, comments to where? Mailbag at Trigames.net. You can see us on Twitter at MrChupon with an O or at D as in douchebag, Red Mage, D Red Mage, Dr. Ed Mage, Dread Mage. That was mean. That was, that was mean. Oh, I was just associating letters. I wasn't calling you a douche. <laughs> That's just the first thing I think of when I see D, which, is, which, which should tell you something about me. Um, yeah. It says something about me, not about you. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. <laughs> um, and, yeah, buy Hero Academy and play against us.
1: Oh, gosh, Hero Academy.
0: Tweet us, or, or Skulls of the Shogun.
1: Oh, yeah, just started playing that. I have that. to start it's that. It's pretty cool game. I have to start that.
0: So we can, yeah. so you and I Thanks can for, have uh, like... for hooking me up. So you and I can have like an alternating Hero Academy slash Skulls turn. <laughs> so, anyway, I gotta go help my father move some heavy stuff and you gotta go uh, prepare for a and concert that it'll be too late for you to see because this podcast is gonna go up after the concert but it's still happening, so there. Yeah, exactly. I'll uh, be hippin' and hoppin'. Hippin' and hoppin' and hoppin' and we'll stop rockin'. Bam, Phil Florn. Bang, bang, boogie! Phil Florn. Uh, and so that's it for episode 244 for Al. I've been your host, Austin, and we are
1: gone. Uh, I'm going to blow my nose real quick.